Welcome to the Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Forest Hills Resort, Moorhead Parks, Wildflower Golf Course, and Austin's Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak. And this is the first tee. This is Jeff Kolpak. The Golf Show is presented by Michelo Valtro. Thanks again for all our sponsors. Have a special show today, and I always enjoy talking these gentlemen over the course of the show over these several years it's let's call this the college edition with Jeff Kopak it's um, uh, you know as as we've tried to get these courses open and it's been a pretty good opening all the weather's been not real cooperative lately but it will it'll get better but the college kids have been playing it's all year round and there's a lot of work that goes on behind closed doors in the in the indoor facilities that we have now and to start things off with the college edition I always Pleased to have Matt Johnson. He's the head women's golf coach at North Dakota State University and has done that for several years and really taken that program to new heights. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Jeff. I'm doing great and uh, appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, we're speaking of new heights, um, how are things shaken this year with your program? I know you've um, uh, probably pretty young right now, but how are things going? Yeah, it's uh, like everybody. It's been a very interesting year. Everyone's had to make adjustments and do things uh, differently than we've seen in the past, and that's certainly been the case for us. Uh, quite honestly, our spring on the golf course has been a little bit challenging and somewhat inconsistent. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. um, maybe something that uh, we weren't necessarily expecting, and uh, that's something that we've been trying to work through. And we've been dealing with a lot of different challenges, from some injuries to getting snowed out two times while on the road and dealing with uh, those types of things that you're going to encounter. So uh, we've got a good group. And like you said, we've got four freshmen this year to go with uh, four upperclassmen that have been here and and experienced a lot of success over their careers. So it is a good balance. They're a fun group and uh, we're just working hard and trying to get ourselves in the best position we can for for the completion of our tournament here later this weekend. Where did you get snowed out? Because when you go anywhere south of Fargo, you hope not to get snowed out. That is the goal. You know, when, <laughs> yeah. when we have to travel in the spring, uh, as a coach, I'm always trying to pick locations where, hey, we, we want it to be nicer than at home. That was actually uh, southern Utah, St. George area, a couple hours north of Las Vegas. We've gone there the last several years. It's one of our favorite locations, the the student athletes have always loved going there. Um, last year, that was the course we were at when they pulled the plug on our season. And uh, this year, we played one day. Um, temperature was probably in the low 40s. It was a nice day in the low 40s, and we had a pretty decent day there. And then uh, the second day, it was in the mid-30s. We started out. We were playing great. We played about six or seven holes, and we're making a pretty significant move. Uh, it started to snow, mm-hmm. and then it just got to the point where the snow was sticking to the ground and we couldn't play. Ouch. Um, so we called it off, and then we actually had a second event on that same trip in the same location just down the road. Same thing. Played one day in some pretty poor weather, and then the second day, that was a legit snow out. We had 
several inches of snow that day. So just not cooperative, obviously. Where did you play in St. George? I've actually played golf in St. George when the Bison are playing football um, maybe 10 years ago or something at Southern Utah. And it's the only time I've actually gotten to bring a a couple golf clubs on 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 a football road trip. But I remember the course just being absolutely gorgeous. I mean, with the uh, with the mountains in the background and, and the the track, and I'm not sure if the same. I'm, I'm looking at your schedule. Uh, Sunbrook is where you play. I'm not sure if that is, but yeah, there's so, so much great golf down there. It's part of the reason we go. The yeah. scenery there is, is so incredible. Um, Sunbrook Golf Course is the course we play um, primarily. Then this year we also played in BYU's tournament, which was. Uh, at a temporary location this year, which was Sand Hollow Golf Course, uh-huh. um, which has got a few holes that carved through the, the mountains and the rocks. And um, that course uh, kind of beat us up a little bit. It has the biggest greens you'll see any anywhere, ridiculous large greens, and uh, there's so much going on there. It was really a struggle and, and very different for us. So, But a beautiful place, without a doubt, and, and we did enjoy that until uh, the snow chased us away. NDSU women's coach Matt Johnson joins us on the golf show later on. Stay tuned. Todd Schaefer, the head coach of the University of North Dakota men's team, and Steve Kennedy, the head coach of the NDSU men's team. And Nate DeZeal, a player for the NDSU men's team, is going to join us later. Did I see where the Golf Channel was at NDSU doing a story on Amy Olson? They were, yeah. And I think they were here for quite some time. Uh, we had a crew on campus for, for an afternoon shooting some segments here in, in our facilities and our own campus. So uh, uh, I believe that's something they're putting together to air during the U.S. Women's Open, which actually isn't that far into the future at this point. So what did you see from, from the Golf Channel? They, they were at your place. Um, can you give us a little preview here, a little, a little sneak peek? What, they're, what do you think they're going to show? I didn't get a whole lot of information. I did visit with them quite a bit. There was a crew here that had come. They they had been down uh, in Augusta for the Augusta National Women's Amateur, and then they came direct to Fargo mm-hmm. uh, and spent the better part of the week. But uh, wow. they wanted some shots of Amy up in our short game facility. I think they traveled around some different areas of the shack and around campus, and I think it's just a feature on uh, a player who is gaining some popularity and gaining a following and someone who – they're, they're looking to promote. I think it's an interesting story, and it'll be fun to see what they come up with. Is her story, Matt, a story that keeps on giving to the to the program? And, you know, with Grant being an assistant coach, can't hurt, but, you know, a lot of players move on. Obviously, she stayed connected with you guys. Oh, absolutely. She's very connected. Uh, having her back in Fargo has made a huge difference because she's able to physically be around once in a while. She's obviously very busy and doesn't spend a whole lot of time at home here. And when she does, obviously you try to respect the fact that she wants to spend it with family and with Grant, Mm -hmm. but she is able to get together with our team. She'll show up on occasion at campus. She'll uh, visit with the girls. uh, Someone who is is great to, you know, to listen to and offers great advice and perspective on the way this all works. And uh, she's always been that way. I don't think there's been a player that's come through our program since I've been here for 12 years that, that doesn't have a, at least a decent personal relationship with her. So that's that's pretty unique. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. What is it about her game that you've seen in the last couple of years that lends itself to say, okay, it's time to break through and a victory is not too far away? I think there's a lot of different things you can look at. One is she's just uh, technique-wise, she's put herself on a, on a new level. Uh, it's just so good right now. Um, 
I don't know how you would find anything that you would really improve upon. And, and she's gotten comfortable with what she's trying to do there. She's also made some nice strides in her putting. I think last year they were reflected pretty well in the in the statistics, and she feels pretty good about about where that's going. You know, putting is is always a part. If you're going to win or be at the top, you have to have a good putting week. You have to make a few putts, and you have to be consistent from those shorter distances. And that just never happens every week. But if you're good at it, it certainly makes it more likely that you're going to have a good week. So with her game, I think both of those obviously come into play. And then there's obviously the fact that she's a veteran. Now she's been out there for a long time. I think she's very comfortable where she's at doing what she's doing with all the routines. And, mm-hmm. and I think mentally she's just, uh, she's ready for, for anything that can happen. You know, she can deal with a bad week and she's certainly ready to win. All right, let's get to your team. Who's leading the way? Well, it's, it's been a spring. Like I said, we've had some inconsistencies. So our leader tends to change every tournament. Um, we have, uh, three players who, uh, technically they're seniors, but two of them will return next year for, for the extra season. They've been offered Taylor McCorkle, Lexi Gillette and Alexis Thomas. All three have, uh, again, this is their fourth year. Alexis and Taylor have been top players for us since they were freshmen. They were actually in the lineup for our summit league championship, uh, three years ago. Lexi was a walk-on as a freshman and she's evolved all the way from, a a player who was never in the lineup to a freshman to someone who's actually been our number one player the majority of this year. So yeah. that's been a, a good story there. Um, and then uh, the freshmen just uh, working hard. Uh, they're learning things and they're getting adjusted to how this all works. They've had to deal with all the COVID adjustments and to them, it's just normal. Um, yeah. Hopefully next year they'll realize that, you know, this is actually a little better than it was last year, but uh, it's been a good group. I enjoy working with them and, uh, We've got a couple more days. Uh, it's starting to look like another spring where we're not going to get outside for a practice. Uh, as the way it's turned out, um, every time it's been nice in Fargo, we've been on the road, and then we come home and we get a stretch of bad weather. So it's another thing that hasn't worked out. But it's uh, so COVID, isn't it? It just never works out. I mean, that's just yeah, it yeah. is. It, it's kind of like everything piles on. But yeah. the attitude we've got is. Uh, we've won two summit league championships and both of those years, we did not have an outdoor practice in Fargo in the spring. Yep. So it's, uh, it's worked before. Yep. Maybe it'll work again. All right. Quickly, uh, the summit league championships, um, this weekend, April 24th, Saturday, Sunday, we're right there. Uh, what's, what would be a good, good, good weekend for you? Well, again, when we we're down in Kansas, we, we tend to get windy windy weather down there that seems to be the forecast again so our goal is just to get everyone comfortable with what they're doing when you're playing in the wind you have to be comfortable and confident in your swing because the ball can kind of get going all over the place if you're not so we're just trying to go in um, with some confidence and some belief hitting the ball well and if we can do that then we've got players all five players are fully capable and then anything can happen when you get the when you get rough weather when it when it's breezy and swing easy is that still a thing or is that something my dad <laughs> brought yeah that's been afraid maddie herzog says that all the time oh, she does okay like so <laughs> yep it's uh there is truth to it all right. you can't force it and you got to let it uh kind of come to you a little bit thank you matt good luck this weekend thanks very much appreciate thanks. it jeff thanks that's matt johnson the head coach of the ndsu women's golf team stay tuned this is the golf show with jeff kopak as presented by Michelob Ultra. We'll be back in the college edition right after this. 
Welcome back. This is the Golf Show with Jeff Kopak, as presented by Michelob Ultra. Again, thanks to Matt Johnson for appearing on the show for a few minutes as the Bison women gear up for their Summit League championships. We're going to head north in the college edition here for this next segment. And when UND went looking for a men's golf coach a couple of years ago, they didn't exactly find a rookie who doesn't really know what he's doing. Todd Schaefer has been multiple Hall of Fames and is kind enough to join us for a few minutes here on Saturday morning. Good morning, Todd. How are you? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, I want to go back to when you took this position. Uh, I haven't had you on since since this happened. What uh, w- what was the reasoning, and, and why did you go for this? I played golf at the University of North Dakota and had a great experience uh, playing the game. And uh, I'm, I've uh, been in private business for about 35 years, and the, the program was struggling to uh, continue. And uh, I felt as alumni and uh, my love for the game and how important it was to me that I wanted to get involved and mm-hmm. do my best to uh, meld the university with uh, – alumni and past players and uh, keep the program uh, in existence. Now you were part of the, uh, the, 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 sh- the program had, had a, uh, was dropped for briefly a few months until it was resurrected by, I think by alums and, and, and people close to the program. How did that go? I mean, how, how proud are you for seeing the program, you know, not go away? Well, I, I, I know through, uh, my uh, 30, 40 years since I played, uh, you know, there's been some instances in the past, too, that uh, kind of struggled maintaining financially and continuing. So it wasn't really the first time that uh, we were in that situation. But um, I, as far as alumni and, and being part of the program, I'm, I'm really excited that, you know, we have some passionate alumni and, mm-hmm. and some uh, individuals that have really stepped up to the plate and, and put some uh, financial backing behind this. And and uh, so it's, it's rewarding, I think, from the university standpoint and in the player standpoint, and especially uh, being a uh, alumni of the program. Being a coach now, last couple of years, what's been? How's that gone for you? I mean, how much enjoyment has it been? And, and what do you learn? I mean, what have you learned uh, dealing and coaching with kids who are 18, 19, 20 years old? Well, I uh, I actually really love it. It's been uh, quite an experience. Um, I sure wish that uh, I didn't take the job. I took in August of 19, mm-hmm. and uh, our team uh, was already set at that time. So anyway, we got through the fall of the season, and then actually in 2020, with the spring with COVID and the pandemic, uh, we had no competition as well as this fall here. And uh, so, basically, so basically, since I've been coached since August of 2019, uh, Probably from the spring of 20, we've been in a, you know a dead period. So it's been real difficult for you know trying to see, watch, and so forth. Because mm-hmm. you know as a as a golf coach, you get a lot of emails and and uh, you're unable to really you know like in other sports you have game tape, right? Yeah. So you're able to watch uh, you know football games, hockey games, and see them compete. Well, in the golf aspect, uh, you know you can't really tell much from a golf swing. You can't see them how their short, short game is, you know, how they putt, chip the ball, how they handle adversity, how they flight the ball. So, you know, it's really important as a coach to get out there and watch players and see how they, you know, how they play the game. So I'm really looking forward to June 1st when dead period's over to be able to, uh, you know, see some kids and evaluate talent and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, build this program. UND head men's golf coach Todd Schaefer joins us on the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak. Todd, when you look at a player, when you recruit a player and you evaluate a player, like you said, how much do you look at body language after the shot, see how they handle a an adverse shot? Because, frankly, golf is a tough game. Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, 
honestly, it may come down to uh, what decision-making process they make and what they what they see, how you damage control, you know, how you don't take care of poison and move on. And really, you know, how do they come back from that? You know, maybe they fall into the next hole and so forth. I think golf is really important to be able to watch and see how they, the body language is and, and uh, you know, see how they how they flight the balls and so forth. So um, I think it's really important to be able to see that. I look at your roster, you have a nice little local flavor to it, certainly in Fargo. A familiar name, Alex Scarperud, is a sophomore. He's from Davies, is Davies' teammate. Bryce By is one of your players. You got Brandon McGarry, who's really been playing well, correct? And who's leading the way right now for you? Uh, our lowest uh, scoring average on the team right now is Jackson Davis, and uh, he's from Belcourt, uh, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the kid's quite a story. He's, you know, he uh, grew up playing the game uh, in Rolla, and, and uh, he told me that through high school and so forth, I mean, he had to learn. Uh, he never played in stand bunkers. So, I mean, huh. for him to be able to play a Division One golf program, it's pretty uh, pretty unreal. And he competes hard. He's our number one player. Mm-hmm. And then followed by Brandon McGarry. Yep. So. Now, was Jackson a walk-on? And, and how do you teach guys like that? I mean, who they didn't grow up uh, like a lot of players, just, you know, uh, playing every day in, in these tours, I'm guessing. Right. Um, so most of the roster, we right now have a roster of about six individuals on that. Mm-hmm. And other than Brandon McGarry and Alex Scarper, those are my two guys. Yep. Um, you know, the roster was pretty much set prior to me taking the job. So over the last couple of years, it's been evaluations and so forth and seeing how those players develop. Yep. Um, so uh, that's where, uh, you know, as far as myself, it's important to, you know, see where these guys are and where they what they need to develop and so forth. Uh, recruiting, Todd, are you going to try to expand your area? Do you like your local guys? I know NDSU over the years likes uh, the upper Midwest players because they played in cold conditions and it doesn't freak them out. How are you going to approach recruiting in your footprint? Well, there's a couple things I want to look at. I mean, when I look at a player, there's uh, naturally academics is very important for the university and myself mm-hmm. because we do miss a lot of time from school. Um, I want kids that have great potential of growth. And I want kids that uh, want to get better, play a lot of events, and haven't reached their potential. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what mindset is, what kind of players I want. Um, the game of golf, I mean, Division One, it's not a hobby. It's actually a, a job, you know. So oh, yeah. it takes a lot of practice, a lot of work, and, and you have to compete to uh, get better. Where do you guys work out in the, in the offseason in the winter? What, what facilities do you have, and how do you take advantage of that? Okay, so we uh, we are in Hislop uh, at the University of North Dakota. We have mm-hmm. three racquetball courts uh, right now at this time. Yep. And uh, we have a simulator. There's like two racquetball courts with simulators, and then the other one we have a putting chipping facility that we use. So um, that's kind of our winter process, and boys work out with trainers and so forth. So uh, we try to work on a lot of different parts of the game mm-hmm. and uh, try to be ready when it's game time, you know, in February. So. Well, it's game time this weekend, right? Summit League Championships? Uh, actually, ours, the women compete this weekend. And okay. And the uh, compete the following weekend. Okay. And, so, uh, yep. down in Newton, uh, Kansas there. So, um, I don't think the weather is going to be very good for the for the ladies, but hopefully uh, in the next couple of weeks it changes for us. What is uh, What would be a good tournament for you, Todd? What, what, what would, when you come out of Newton, Kansas, how would you, you know, what, what would make you feel good? 
seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I want our boys to compete. Yep. Uh, the offense that gets through their uh, low rounds of the year as far as the team score. Mm-hmm. And uh, naturally, I don't want to face left. Yeah, awesome. Uh, before I let you I go, I want to get back to recruiting because the dead period is something all coaches have faced. And, again, that's really hard if you can't get out. And, and it really looks somebody eye to eye, to eye right, in recruiting. How huge is that going to be? You know, are you going to be spending all summer following some kids, or how do you going to, you know, how how are you going to go see somebody eye to eye here? Well, um, I've kind of through my uh, this year. You know, I've got a short list of players that I have been talking to by phone or text. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and uh, you know, my goal is to be able to watch them play. Now, naturally, most of these kids, uh, the only event they'll be able to watch them uh, will be their state event uh, because. Those are all in June, in that Class A, Class B, Minnesota, and so forth. So, mm-hmm. uh, I am tracking some players, seeing how they're, you know, playing events and so forth. So, uh, you know, and they have a short list of players that I that uh, I am evaluating. Yep. Where's the game changed since you, uh, you know, played so well so for so many years? Has it changed a little bit in your mind and how you teach and approach uh, these the game with these young kids who some can hit it three what ten three twenty? I mean, who knows who knows how far. Yeah, definitely the uh, the distance is unbelievable to me. How far these college players hit hit the golf ball off the tee and so forth. Um, but I, I think the uh, strategy of golf it's golf still there. I, I think what they do with the power game that I see is, is though they have it, they still need to get a lot sharper on the on the mental side of the game, uh, risk reward shots and so forth like that, and where to leave balls and you know uh, things of that sort. So, mm-hmm. but you know. Um, there's there's a lot more the equipment's a lot different than when we played. Um, you know. Yeah. Yep. Utilities and things like that. In my era, if you weren't a good long iron player, you had a tough time competing, you know. And uh part of the game has helped some of those areas which, you know, are more difficult. And uh, you know, just look at how many different putters and drivers and I mean you go to buy equipment now and it's like, where do you start? Yeah. You buy wedges and you got different bounces and ten different manufacturers and different degrees and lengths and you know back in the air you just go by a 56 degree sand wedge you know yep so it's really changed but uh i still I, you know the game hasn't changed because you still tee up and try to get the ball in the hole and you still can't try to three putt i mean that's so yeah, yeah all, all those things are for sure todd appreciate the time uh, best of luck at the summit tournaments and congrats on the program and keep it moving forward Yep, thank you for your time, and thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, thanks. That's Todd Schaefer, the head men's coach at the University of North Dakota men's golf team. This is Jeff Kopak. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Steve Kennedy, he's the head coach with North Dakota State men's team. Stay with us. And we are back. This is the golf show as presented by Michelob Ultra. This is Jeff Kopak, the college edition here on a April weekend with the Summit League Championships right around the corner. For both the men and women, both North Dakota State and University of North Dakota, good luck to both of those teams. Here's a gentleman, comes on, he's uh, got his name doing the high school golf thing for many years, took Fargo South to incredible levels, and is now doing the same thing over at NDSU. Just had to go up the, uh, up, up the road a, a couple miles to uh, North University Drive. Steve Kennedy is the guest. This is Jeff Kopak again on the golf show. Good morning, Steve. How's it going? Good morning, Jeff. It's going great. Well, it is going great. You're coming off a victory. Let's just start right there with the uh, what the stampede at the creek. Tell me about that tournament. 
Yeah, we went down to uh, Omaha and uh, had a 10-team tournament down there. Uh, walked away with the win. Um, conditions were really tough. Uh, the wind was blowing 30 miles an hour every day. Uh, the, uh, the course was, was in great shape. Uh, the kids battled hard. They uh, uh, just kept, kept their heads, I guess, and uh, walked away with a six-stroke win over South Dakota State. Let's start right there with the weather conditions and, and spring golf. That's always been an issue, but I think these players, a lot of them have grown up dealing with that. What do you as a head coach tell these players? I mean, you're, you're, you're gathered around, or do you have to say anything? You know, we really don't anymore. Um, we recruit from up north. I, you know, on my team right now, we have seven or six kids from Minnesota and one from Wisconsin. And so they've grown up with the weather issue, and they all know what to do with it. Uh, you know, the wind, uh, it's, it's, it's a factor for everyone. You know, and, and they understand that they're going to have a couple of holes where it's not going to go their way, but they, uh, they, they just know how to battle back. And when you're talking about battling the wind, as you know, what what do they do? How do you battle the wind? I know obviously club selection plays a big factor, and actually we were talking about it uh, last um, you know last uh, segment here. Is the swing easy when it's breezy? Kind of a still a thing. <laughs> it's it's the it's the shape of the shot. You know, all our guys can shape their their shots that they need to. Um, you know, it, whether it's hitting a cut into a hole or drawing it in. You know, using it against the wind. Uh, our guys are, are very talented, and they they all know how to do that now. Um, and so that's the biggest thing, just the, the shot shape. Do you hit it low? I mean, can they hit it low? Can they off the tee box? No. Do you do you teach that, or just just use your usual swing? No, they. You know, a lot of times the, the guys they they've come up with this punch shot. Um, you know, and, and they do keep it out of the wind a lot. Uh, you know, but they hit it so doggone far now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's you know, three hundred yards. Uh, for most of these guys, um, on, on a daily on a daily basis, so you know it's it is important to keep it out of the wind. Um, and they and they, you know, when we're going downwind, they also you know have to sh- make sure they shape their shots and uh, and uh, don't hit it too far. You know, into trouble. Steve, let's rewind the season. Started in October, still in a pandemic. Well, we still are in a pandemic, but we were yeah. in the midst of it last October. How have you and the and the guys navigated the season with that? having to deal with you know last fall we got to go down to omaha and we played one tournament there it was a 17 tournament uh, we, we got second in that one um you know and then we got to practice all fall you know our administration let us practice and so we were out at the country club uh, out at oxbow you know every day qualifying making sure we stayed sharp in the, during the fall season um and and our guys you know they played uh, you know right up until freeze Mm-hmm. So they, uh, it, it was kind of like a normal fall, except for the competition. Uh, then this spring, um, you know, we started hitting balls in the bubble in January, and then we uh, ended up going out to California for our first trip. And again, the wind blew about thirty to forty miles an hour, and and we really struggled coming out and uh, and trying to play in, in the elements and on grass for the first time. And uh, it was, you know, it was by far our worst tournament of the spring. Um, and then we got better. When we went to Grand Canyon, we played great two out of the three days. Uh, we were four shots out of the lead going into the last round and struggled the last the last 18 holes. Then we went out to uh, South Carolina mm-hmm. and Myrtle Beach area. Wow, and, beautiful. Uh, we put, we, uh, and we, uh, we won that tournament. We shot 22 under as a team. And it was, uh, you know, it was just kind of a turning point in our season. Uh, the guys just, you know, felt really sharp. I, uh, I had several coaches from from the East coast 
and down south ask how we kept our guys so sharp mm-hmm. uh you know to come out and play that type of golf and we beat a very 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 good campbell team out there yeah uh, they uh, they're they're nationally known as as a good program and uh we ended up beating them by six and then again we won the omaha tournament so we won two in a row and we feel like we're going in the right direction for our conference tournament NDSU head men's coach Steve Kennedy is a guest on the golf show as presented by Michelob Ultra. Steve, was it been windy every tournament, or did you get any respite in, in Phoenix even? Well, Phoenix, it was, it was cold and windy again. You're kidding. Uh, is it, no, it was. And then uh, right after the tournament, I mean, I had four layers on in Phoenix oh, uh, during, the, during the tournament, uh, and it was blowing. Uh, coach Murphy and I, we, uh, we tried to stay warm. It was tough, but we, we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the South Carolina tournament was, was excellent weather. Uh, it was, you know, 70 to 75 degrees every day, not much wind. And, uh, that's when the kids really lit it up. Well, let's talk about your team. Who's leading the way. Uh, you got some, uh, familiar names certainly on your, on your squad. You know, um, so far this, this spring, uh, Jack Johnson and, and Nate DeZeal have been leading the way. Um, you know, we have seven guys on our team and it's, it's, amazing how close they all are um as a matter of fact the two guys that are in the lead after after 12 or excuse me 15 tournament rounds they both have 1103 shots Mm. the next three guys lucas johnson nate adams and brock winter they're all tied at 1125 i mean so everybody is really close and then jed baranacek and gavin cronkite have just been pushing the living daylights out of these guys Uh, jed had a great tournament in omaha He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's really starting to play well, and we're really excited about what's coming in the future from him, too. Do you have players coming back next year to use their COVID year, so to speak? Yeah, you know, we're still in conversation with them. Uh, I, I think they're all going to come back. Um, but I think, you know, again, at the end of the season, we'll sit down and we'll talk about it and, and see what, if their feelings are still the same as they were this last fall. You know, when you're playing in South Carolina and Arizona and California and and wherever you <laughs> you're gonna play, yeah. why not? I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It, you know, it is a good schedule that we have here. You know, Nate's gonna be on the show here in in a few minutes. Nate Dezeal from East Grand, give us an overview on what Nate's done this year. You know, Nate uh, started out the year um, probably playing in that three or four spot, and in the last in the last six tournament rounds, uh, you know, he's just He's just been probably our most steady player. He's had all his scores over the last three tournaments have counted for us. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he he's had kind of an, an an attitude switch. He used to get kind of angry at himself that things weren't going right, and in the last uh, two tournaments, he's kind of he's really been conscious of that, and he's really worked on that, and it's shown. I mean, he is just you know a completely different player on the course. I mean, not that it was bad or anything, but he's just yeah. just so relaxed, and he's just so. It, it, you can just see the comfort level that he's at right now. Was that something that came from you or Larry, or how did that come about? You know, we, we've talked about it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something, you know, it's, it came up in our goal sheet. Uh, we have goals that they, they write up for the, for, the, for the spring season, and that's something that he wanted to work on, being more positive on the course and, and forgetting the last shot. And uh, he's been writing some things on his glove remind them before every shot and it's it's just been paying off in dividends for him so i was talking with todd schaefer the und coach earlier in the show and he was yeah. talking about how the dead period ends on this summer i believe what is a june 1st which yeah. means coaches now are able to go out and recruit and actually talk to recruit 
shake hands and look them eye to eye. How important will that be for you? You know, it's this next year not as important as it has in the past. Okay. Um, you know, if, with these guys coming back for an extra year, um, I have three freshmen I've already signed, so I'll have ten players next year. And you know, I, I'm I'm more, I'm really comfortable with a seven or eight on the team. Just it, if we have seven and eight good players, everybody's happy. You know, I can take individuals to tournaments. You know, we get that higher number. It's it's just more difficult when you have all really good players and they're all very competitive to keep them all happy. And so it's you know it's it's a big challenge to do that. Um, and so you know next year you know I'll, I'll be looking to bring one probably one more player in for the twenty. 21-22 season, so it's it's you know it's not as important as it has been in the past. It will become more important again as we go on, but you know, right. for next year, not quite as much. I suppose when I mean a basketball, there's only so many basketballs on a court for five players. I suppose only so many clubs in a bag for a for a golf team. Is is that similar? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, a lot of tournaments when we play, well, all the tournaments we play five, and so. It, if I can take an individual or so, that's still these four guys at home. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, especially in the spring of the year when you can't go outside and qualify and, and let them prove themselves that they've improved over the winter, uh, it, it becomes kind of a, you know, what Murph and I see in the bubble and what, uh, what they've done in the fall and to kind of determine that playing time. Playing and practicing at, Oxbow and Fargo Country Club. I don't know if a lot of programs across the country have. I mean, those are quality, and they could get real tough courses too. And especially with Oxbow, mm-hmm. it's renovation. Uh, is that a recruiting pitch that you use? That you, yeah, you, I mean, Oxbow may or Fargo they they may get a PGA Senior event, or you know, they're yeah. they're good enough. Yep. You know, the, for, yeah, definitely. When we have recruits that when we ha- can have them come back into town, we take them to both places and and show them off and. Uh, you know, and the staff at both places are amazing, you know, and they just, they make them feel welcome. And uh, it's, we're, we're so lucky to have the pros that we do in this area because they're all, they're all so, you know, they're all into youth golf and they're all into collegiate golf. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it helps a lot. When Sweet Shots goes up later this fall, the, the, the outdoor driving mm-hmm. range, um, you know, top golf kind of place, is that something you guys will be able to use? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, we have to get it and fit it into our budget, of course. Yeah, but, uh, right. yeah I mean, and I think the guys will use it on their own mm-hmm. quite a bit just to, just to get out and have a little bit of fun, too, with the game. Because I think there's something about, I mean, the simulator is one thing, and, and I get it, and you get the club speed and, and the flight and all those things. There's something about just seeing your ball, and you have the indoor facility, too. But right. this might be an opportunity, you take out a driver and just see a little... See ball flight. How important is that to see ball flight? For me, it's oh, big. It's, it's, it is really big. You know, it's, you know, in our bubble, we can see shots about 110 yards if we back way up. And you know, we can, you know, when we're hitting our, our shots, we see the shape of the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. and so it, it is important, um, and it'll be important to use that facility if, if we can also. Summer League Championship in Newton, Kansas. It's a familiar course. It's next weekend. How, how do you feel about your chances? It must be there must be, confidence must be pretty good anyway. Yeah, I mean we we're coming off two wins. Um, you know Denver and UMKC. They're both in the top 100 in the country. Uh, so that you know they'll be tough. Um, uh, you know our guys that we're, we're going to battle. I mean we're uh, we're used to battling. Um, we've got a couple of. Uh, 
young guys that are, are really playing well. And so I, I, I like our chances. Awesome. Hey, good luck, Steve. Thanks for uh, joining. Thanks. Give us a few minutes, and then uh, we'll be looking forward to see how you guys do. Thanks for getting golf on the radio for us. Absolutely. That's Steve Kennedy, the head coach at North Dakota State. Stay with us. One of his players, Nate DeZeal, is going to join us right after this. Welcome back. Final segment. This is the Golf Show with Jeff Kopak, as presented by Michelob Ultra. Thanks again for Steve Kennedy, as usual, for taking a few minutes to join the show. As we said, one of his players, and there's several hot players on the team, Nate DeZeal from East Grand Forks, is uh, hoping to be um, one of the par- part of a, a title team in a couple weeks. But we'll see. It's golf, and it's always a tough game. Nate joins us for a few minutes. Good morning, Nate. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank awesome. you for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, heading into the tournament, you guys, you guys are hot. Two wins. Um, what's the feeling? What's the mojo for you? I mean, we're we're all we're all ready to go out there and just compete. Uh, we got uh, seven guys, and you know we go out there and we're we're going out there having fun, mm-hmm. and we just, we just we, we love getting on uh, getting on our edge and uh, just going out there and kind of seeing how seeing where we seeing where it takes us. You know, Steve uh, mentioned that that a difference for you is you're having fun more and, and a little more relaxed and in a better mental state of mind. Why don't you go over that? How you've changed that approach to your game? I used to kind of like you know a few years back, even freshman year, once I was uh, playing here, is uh, you know I'd, I'd get down on myself. I'd you know I'd have a bad have a bad swing followed with another bad swing, and next thing you know I'm making double. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just uh, you know it's it's all mindset, and that's why I golf. I believe it's the most frustrating sport is um, I can just like it's you can always get a little bit better each and every day, and uh, I've just tried to have a better attitude. Um, Take it in as, um, you know, an enjoyment. Uh, it's something that you just, not a lot of people get to do. And so why not go out to these courses, take it all in, take a deep breath, and if something bad happens, well, so be it. You know, right. yep. we can get through it. So that's really helped me, you know, this season too. And uh, I've just noticed it's it's uh, it's helped me get over one bad shot that doesn't lead to another. Yeah, there's that's very true. Golf is not easy. Ask anybody. Ask ask Tom Hoagie or Amy Olson. I mean, it's uh, even the best have a tough shot, and you got to come back and uh, and rebound rather quickly. You've played some great courses. I mean, I'm looking at stuff in in, in Myrtle Beach and in Arizona. Do you have a couple favorites out there? Um, I, man, the South Carolina courses, South Carolina and North Carolina, those courses are just amazing. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's totally different than what we're used to around here. I'd say, you know, probably it's kind of a tough battle this year between uh, that South Carolina course. And, you know, that's that the true blue golf course. It's like the thing is, too, is, you know, you get you get to hit shots. You're just you're not used to hitting. And so I would have to say that course, um, you know, looking forward to Kansas. That's always a fun course to play. Uh, it, it just uh, it kind of challenges us to see. Mm-hmm. You know, who's the best team right now? And, you know, really going into it, I think uh, maybe we have a really good chance this year. NDSU golfer Nate DeZeal joins us on the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak. Nate, beating a perennial good golf school like Campbell from the south, how cool is it for you northern boys to do stuff like that? It was pretty cool. You know, I had the pleasure to actually play with their number one player. And, uh, you know, just getting to kind of see how he goes about his rounds and just kind of, it's kind of an eye-opening, uh, you know, just to see how, like, different players go about their rounds. You mm-hmm. know, this guy, 
uh, very friendly, wasn't too stuck up. He, you know, he took it one shot at a time, which I think uh, really kind of opened my eyes. So it's like, hey, I can't look at this round as, you know, from start to finish. It's like, okay, we're going to break it down into pieces. Um, we're going to just pick away at the course. We're going to take our chances, you know, if we're in the middle of the fairway. Mm-hmm. It's a green light. We're going to go for it. You know, if we're, you know, hit a kind of an iffy tee shot, maybe uh, look at some alter- alternate options and, you know, Par is never a bad score, so kind of go that way. But it was it was just a great experience and um, kind of cool to see how you know players such as him, yeah, uh, you know they have a future just as the the idea exactly how we want to you know play in pro one day. Is there any chip on your shoulder effect when you guys go down and play in some of these tournaments? Do players know about North Dakota State, or maybe they do because of football now? It's on ESPN all over the place, but. Uh, is there still that northern sort of, I don't know if you guys can play the game, and then you go out there and, and beat them? You know, and, and that's the thing, too, is, like, when we go out there, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I don't think a lot of people really know who we are. Mm-hmm. And so, that, you know, that's another thing, too, is, like, we're like, all right, guys, no one knows who we are. Let's go out there and show them why we deserve to be competing with these teams as well, too. You won the Minnesota Class 2A state title in 2018 at East Grand Forks. You came, you come here. Where is your game developed, Nate, you think, the uh, the best in, in the last couple of years? Uh, well, I, de- I definitely can tell you this. I've gotten a lot stronger since uh, high school, and so I've been able to hit the ball a little further. Um, it's honestly just making the game a little easier, not having to have a four iron in. You know, you have five or six iron. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just kind of dialing in, getting a little bit more consistent. So, you know, I, I've always been a pretty solid wedge player coming in, but now I feel like that's progressed into, you know, my nine, eight, seven iron. You know, just my mid irons are getting tighter. You know, I'm hitting more fairways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once you hit it, you know, you get a little more accurate. Uh, you start hitting it closer and you give yourself more looks for birdie. And, you know, they just happen to fall in. Speaking of closer, team chemistry, when you have a team that travels all over the country together, uh, with COVID, you're probably never did anything else and and so how close is this team off the course we're very close i mean like five of the seven guys uh, except for the two freshmen we all live together and so <laughs> you're kidding we're going through our yeah no yeah we we uh do you ever get sick of each other that, you know you know we do yeah. you know and that's that's the thing too is like we uh we give each other you know some stuff back and forth and you know we get on each other's nerves a little bit but if that happens we kind of just you know mellow out go to our rooms go work on some homework but for the most part it's been great um you know being able to kind of just build off each other and have each other's backs and hey we're gonna go practice right now we're uh, we're gonna go lift uh going out to the course you want to come with or mm-hmm. stuff like that so it's awesome the summit league championship may 1st through 3rd at the sand creek station golf club in newton kansas tell me about that course um you know so it's been a while since i played there now but um it's a really cool track you know great views it's gonna be tough you know the wind the wind and the temperatures aren't usually ideal for Mm -hmm. us but uh i think that benefits us this year because um you know we just got back from playing in uh 
Omaha, Nebraska at their tournament and ended up winning there. And it was very similar conditions to what uh, I remember back my freshman year. All right. Nate, best of luck. Uh, hit them straight. And uh, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks. That's Nate DeZeal. He's a bison golfer from East Grand Forks, Minnesota. That'll do it for this edition of the Golf Show. Again, thanks to Matt Johnson, NDSU women's coach. Thanks to Todd Schaefer, the UND men's coach, Steve Kennedy, and, of course, Nate. Best of luck to the Bison golfers and the UND golfers at the Summit Tournament. Women's this weekend, men's next weekend. This is Jeff Kopak. Until next week, hit them straight. Thanks for listening to The Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Forest Hills, Moorhead Parks, Wildflower Golf Course, and Austed's Golf. Join us next Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. for another edition of The Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on The Fan.